welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the bread and butter of all things Commander. I am Spencer Williams, joined as always by my two awesome co-hosts, Tyler. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? And Chandler. Howdy. This week we are talking about Tyler's Queen, uh, sorry, Marchese, Marchesa the Black Rose um, Artifact Reanimator. Uh, this is a cool deck, so uh, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, so first off, uh, Tyler, what is the theme? What inspired you? And what are some of your favorite cards? Well, like, first and foremost, artifacts, probably like one of my favorite themes of all time. I think it's like one of the first archetypes that I saw uh, that really just kind of inspired me. And this deck was very inspired by Chan's Marchesa deck in the sense of seeing that commander just be able to be so resilient. And mm-hmm. I was like, how do I take this commander and make sure if it fought against Chan's, it wouldn't be like, oh, they're playing the same deck. Right. So I did a ton of research and I was getting kind of bored of my Brea deck. So I was like, let's try artifacts in a different way. So I just started doing some research and I found out that modular is a very good mechanic with Marchesa. And we'll get more into it once we get into the creatures. But yeah, that's the main inspiration for the deck is just... I love artifacts. Marchesa is a really cool commander that's super resilient. And it was just a way of making a spin on it that was unique. Yeah, I like the deck because there's a ton of cards that I don't know. And uh, it brings a lot of cool interactions into the table and just some things that you go, oh, cool. I didn't know you could, you know, play with that kind of card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. It Artifacts are usually pretty easy to take out. And so something that may makes it a little bit more security with Marchesa. It's interesting. So I'll just go in it and say that we'll just go through what Marchesa actually does. So Marchesa the Black Rose is one blue, black, red, and she says she has the keyword dethrone, which is whenever this creature attacks the player with the most life or tied for the most life, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And then she gives other creatures you control dethrone. And then whenever a creature with a plus one, plus one counter dies, return that creature to the battlefield under your control at the next beginning of the next end step. Yep. So there's a lot of very cool ways you can just give plus one counters to your creatures, or in the case of this deck, without spoiling it, uh, mm-hmm. creatures that can come in with plus one counters can mm-hmm. kind of just ensure that they'll stick around through board wipes, removal. Yep. The one thing I'll say is when I was watching Chan play the deck, him having to do a bunch of brain math of like, <laughs> oh, I have the most life, how do I tick my life? That was one thing I was like, yep. it makes it clunky. So the one thing that I love about this deck is that because the creatures already come in with plus one plus one counters and exchange plus one plus one counters when they die, mm-hmm. it just it makes a more smooth experience with that mechanic because then I don't I don't really have to worry. About the only person I, and all that. Yeah. The only person I really have to worry about getting a plus one plus one counter on is Marchesa, and I have plenty of ways to do that. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll start with just the lands. Uh, I'll go and uh, there's 36 of them. It's Academy Runes, Blood Crypt, Buried Ruin, Command Tower, Crumbling Necropolis, Darksteel Citadel, Dragon Skull Summit, Drowned Catacomb, 
Great Furnace, Five Islands, Karn's Bastion, Five Mountains, Frexia's Core, Runes of the Orin Reef, Seed of the Cyanod, Shivan Reef, Smothering, Smoldering Marsh, Smothering, uh, Spire of Industry, Steam Vents, Sulphur Falls, Sunken Hollow, Five Swamps, Vault of Whispers, and then Watery Grave. Yep, so you got the three artifacts lands there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty good. You just got your distribution pretty even here. Yeah, there is one land that I think is really, it's just a house in this deck, which is Ruins of the Orin Reef, which uh, Ruins of the Orin Reef says it enters the battlefield tapped, Tap to add a colorless, but also it taps to put a plus one, plus one counter on target colors creature that entered the battlefield this turn. Which on modular creatures, it's not the hugest thing, but I have a couple of creatures that don't have that ability to bring it in, uh, plus one, plus one counter, instantly protecting it. Mm. This provides those creatures the ability to have that so I can start little gimmicks that we'll get into soon. Yeah, that's nice. It's just a quality of life just and it costs you nothing to run because it's just a land. Mm-hmm. You're just getting mm-hmm. a free utility bonus yeah. packed on. That's great. Awesome. Alright. Um, you got three instants in the deck. Arcane Denial, Counterflux, and Counterspell. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a way, because this deck really doesn't care about uh, what other people are doing for the most part, it's really just trying to do its own strategy, kind of like self-cycled, uh, where I'm just I'm just trying to create an engine with my creatures and and just be just this random force that you never know when's it's gonna like the engine's just gonna start popping off. <laughs> yeah, and have, just having some easy protection with three counter spells on you know. I imagine just to protect Marchesa most of the time or yeah yeah. or if like I didn't have an answer like if I I keep that mana up just in case there's something that I'm like crap I didn't think about that especially with like exiling Mm -hmm. all my stuff if I didn't have a uh, sacrifice outlet I need those little extra little hits of like never no you can't do that yeah or something like a rest in peace which would (coughs) totally ruin the whole game plan you need a counter spell for sure Yep. All right, I'm going to go through the enchantments. We got three of you. You got Dictate of Erebos, Phyrexian Scriptures, and Unspeakable Symbol. Yeah, so two of those, uh, Phyrexian Scripture and Unspeakable Symbol, are ways that I will get a plus one, plus one counter on Marchesa. Uh, and also just Phyrexian Scriptures just provides a board wipe uh, that's pretty, like, it just hits everyone else for the most part. And then... Exiling all opponents' graveyards is always a good utility, and then unspeakable symbol. I mean, if you're playing Marchesa, you gotta you gotta run this card. Oh yeah, it's just it's just it's the bread. Yeah, <laughs> unspeakable symbol is one and two black, and you can pay three life and put a plus one plus one counter on target creature, mm-hmm. which I mean is just it's just hitting all the points. Yeah, it's beautiful. Make sure you're the lowest life and yeah, putting one ones on everything. Yeah. And of course, in an artifact deck, you're not going to have that many enchantments. But Dictator Erebos, I mean, that that card is just such a good way of me being able to interact with other people's board states since I'm looping a ton of creatures all the time, trying to get value off them. Uh, and that's just a way to like keep their boards clear, keep mine full. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, grave pact effects have notoriously yeah. been very powerful. Yeah, so. I didn't. I didn't want to add all of them. I just. I was like, I'll. I'll throw one in. And it, that one has flash, so there's there's ways for me to be able to be like, oh, okay, you're gonna do that to this and this, and like wipe my board. Okay, well that's gonna affect you as well. Yeah, get a so, little chinksy with it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really like running a ton of these like super hateful cards. It just it just doesn't. It's not really my play style, but it's necessary sometimes, especially in a deck that has so little interaction. For sure. And then we have 20 artifacts, which is kind of a lie because most of them are in creature form. But uh, <laughs> the artifacts are Arcane Signet, Ashnod's Altar, Bide of Nathasa, Blade, Blade of the Blood Chief, Chromatic Lantern, Darksteel Forge, Demir Signet, Gilded Lotus, Izzet Signet, Kark Clan Ironworks, Lightning Greaves, Oblivion Stone, Rakdo Signet, Skull Clamp, Soul Ring, Swiftfoot Boots, the Ozolith, Thran Dynamo, Time Sieve, and Unwinding Clock. Powers. Got to start with, we know it's not an artifact deck built by Tyler Bravender without Skull Clamp in it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I have like I have like nine <laughs> copies of this card. Yep. If there's if there's one ones in a deck, there's probably there's a Skull Clamp. Gonna be a Skull Clamp. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just it's such a good card because even even in situations where it's not a one one, I have so many ways of killing creatures and looping them. That I mean, it just it just provides me extra card draw. Right. And honestly, the deck doesn't have like a ton of ways to draw cards. Like naturally, there's not like a Rhystic mm-hmm. Study or like this consistent card draw engine. So just something where I can tag it on a creature that's going to come back with a one one. It's just it's just it's just such a good utility card. Yeah, and that's good to point out since most of the uh, most of the strategy of the deck is to just establish your cards and then make sure they stay around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having having skull clamp on the back end of a board that you've already established is scary because you can yeah. really get a lot of resources and mm-hmm. really push the deck until uh, later turns. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I mean one more huge card in this deck is the Ozolith. Mm. It is man, that card when it came out, I was I just started drooling. What was, an artifact. Yeah. It's just it's just such a solid card. So the Ozolith is one mana. It says whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. Which yep. It just, it's wild because I, I just, for one mana, it just provides so much value. And it's, I, I mean, it's a niche card. You have to have counters, but man, this card is such a house and it just provides so much utility. And it's essentially a storage system for all these counters that I'm losing. Yeah, there's a reason the average price is fifteen dollars for the Ozolith. Yeah, um, I think when I bought this, it was like two dollars. Right when it first came yeah. out. So what a card! Yeah, crazy powerful in a lot of decks, and especially in this one, um, when you'll find out in the creatures after we go through them. Uh, man, this this puts in work for sure. All right, you got two planeswalkers here to help back up the theme. You got Doretti Scrap Savant. 
and Tezzeret, Master of the Bridge. Man, I mean, I don't even know if that to really explain it. <laughs> uh, for those who know, Doretti Scrap Savant is three and a red. For a Planeswalker, his plus two is discard up to two cards, draw that many cards, minus two, sacrifice an artifact. If you do, return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and minus 10, you get an emblem that says whenever an artifact is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, return it. Return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. Which, I mean, for the most part, the reason it's in here is for its minus two. And, I mean, the plus one's nice. It gives me a little bit of... It gives me a little faithless looting. Yep, card selection. Uh, but also, the minus two just provides such a decent way of, like, sacrificing this stupid 1-1 one, one with modulators coming back anyway and getting a warm coil engine out. Yeah, yeah. And that's just... That's one of those things that, like, when I look for value and recursion, that was one of the reasons I was like, I have to have Duretti. It also provides something like they're going to focus Duretti, try to knock it off the board. That gives me more time to just fulfill my plan, but also like, it's not even a misdirect. It's more of just like, here, I'm here to like do my thing. If you're going to get rid of Duretti, it's whatever. I got my activation of whatever I needed it for at the time. It's over. And then Tezzeret, I mean, that card is wild. It's plus two has won me games. Yeah, very powerful. Tezzeret Master of the Bridge is for a blue and a black for Legendary Planeswalker Tezzeret. Comes in with five loyalty. Has a plus two. Uh, Tezzeret deals damage to e X damage to each opponent where X is the number of artifacts you control. Then you gain X life for a plus two. His minus three is return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. And minus eight Exile the top 10 cards of your library, put all the artifact cards from among them onto the battlefield. The plus two ability is already amazing. And then you tack on two great minuses in the rare cases you might need them. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably will never minus eight this thing. Yeah. I'll probably just keep plus twoing until someone deals with it. Because, yeah. like, why not? <laughs> it's a way to kill your opponents. But also, the minus three is nice. It's another way to get something back in my hand that mm -hmm. I might need. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these, these two just made sense to me, especially like Tezzeret. If, if, if my board's not unchecked, I can easily do 20 plus damage and gain 20 life. And it's a yeah. way to gain life that is not very good in a modular deck. So it's just, it, it provides me enough value for six mana and it's always just such a, I like having it. I'm like. I'm going to hold it and see what happens. When in such a um, permanent, you know, creature-focused deck, if anybody's got you in a stalemate, say you can't swing against, you know, somebody's storm herd or maybe they just have you in a fog lock with, like, constant mist or something, this gives you that reach yep. of, like, hey, Tezzeret is going to kill you instead of my creatures. I just need my creatures around. Yeah. And then... You can even just st not even swing, or maybe just poke, you know, some other players with a couple of straggling creatures you got. Yeah. Defend Tezzeret in the back, let him do all the heavy lifting. But also, like, because like the minus three, it's nice, but it's not worth six mana. Yeah. I would never pay six mana for that ability. But the plus two mm -hmm. just provides so much extra cushion for me and 
can win me games pretty easily because this deck can easily get 40 plus artifacts out if not left if if there's no way for them to get rid of Marchesa or no one's checking my board yeah which can happen because when you see little 1-1 one, one modulars it looks very non-scary mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I love it so good alrighty we will go through the creature package you got 35 of them in here. Mm-hmm. We have an Arcbound Crusher, Arcbound Overseer, Arcbound Ravager, Arcbound Reclaimer, Arcbound Slith, Arcbound Stinger, Burnished Heart, Dross Scorpion, Ethereum Sculptor, Extruder, Flare of the Hatebound, Foundry Inspector, Glenalendra Archmage, Goblin Welder, Hangerback Walker, Joyra Weatherlight Captain, Koldotha Forge Master, Marionette Master, Meteor Golem, Mindless Automaton, Mirror Battlesphere, Mirror Retriever, Badim Console of Innovation, Pentavis, Phyrexian Metamorph, Scrap Trawler, Scrap Yard Recombiner, Shimmer Mirror, Smothering Abomination, Solemn Simulacrum, Spellskite, Steel Overseer, Triskelevis, Triskelion and Wormcoil Engine. Whew. Arcbound. Wow. There's like 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Going through the list, I've never paid this close attention to the actual creature list of this deck. I was like, man, all these creatures are so familiar. And then I realized that like almost none of these creatures are in my Marchesa deck, <laughs> yeah, maybe. but almost all of them are in my Sahili deck, my mm. artifact deck. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's Cool how you can build the same deck just completely differently. Um, yeah. But that's fun, man. Some good stuff in there. I mean, first and foremost, Extruder is probably one of the greatest cards in this deck. Uh, Extruder is an artifact creature juggernaut. It's four generic mana and has an echo cost of four. And it says sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. This card is like <laughs> if this is in my hand this is this is one of the cards that at all costs I try to keep this alive because it just it provides me everything I need uh and man well and even I mean even with with Mar- just Marchesa out and something else like a treasure just say you have a random treasure token or something you can sack that treasure put the plus one counter on extruder which will pay for its own echo cost and it can just come back around. Or if somebody's trying to remove Extruder, you just, okay, I'll sack one of my other modular creatures that already has a plus one counter on it, put a plus one counter on Extruder, and then he's going to come back with Marchesa's ability on the next end step, So Well, also, if it's an exile effect, I can sack one of my other modular creatures, comes back. Uh, the Before that, huge thing, <laughs> it can put it on Marchesa, which is huge because mm. I need ways to be able to always provide that extra counter to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing that usually happens, so if like it got exiled, I can always sack one of the creatures that doesn't matter, put the plus one, plus one counter on it, and then it can sack itself because it's an artifact. Yep. And then for the most part, I mean, I usually pay the echo cost just so I don't have to worry about it. Like, I want that card out. Right. That card needs to stay out for the most part, especially if it don't have another sack outlet out. But one of the best things that you can do in this deck is find a small modular creature, get an extruder, 
and then find some of the value pieces. Uh, the huge one is Solemn Simulacrum, where I sack the modular creature, put the plus one, plus one on Extruder, and then I put the plus one, plus one from the modular trigger onto Solemn, sack Solemn, uh, draw the card, he comes back at the end step, gets me a land, and then I just loop that on everyone's turn. Yep. Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm getting four lands per turn, four card draw. And I do I mean I'll do it with Burndish Heart. Mm. I there's just that there's value. so much value. Yeah. It's just it's such a it's such a happy moment. Even if I lose the game, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I just drew like fifty cards off this stupid combo with this creature that's yeah. in like point zero 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 one percent of decks. Yeah. It's a strange amount of ramp for a Deck with no green, a Grixis <laughs> artifact deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the 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 creature that gave me the most uh, inspiration is I actually there was a game nights uh, where someone played Arcbound Ravager, which uh, is a artifact creature beast that costs two gen- generic. It says sack an artifact, put a plus one plus one cutter on Arcbound Ravager, which he says modular one. And the guy just was able to get 20, 30 counters on this creature. And I was like, I really freaking like it. But it was super expensive for the longest time. And then it, I think it was Mystery Boosters maybe. It was during the time it, it got reprinted. Maybe in the first Modern Masters. I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. I just know it dropped significantly to like six bucks. Yeah. I, I instantly picked it up. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this card. I just had it in my Brea deck. Yeah. And then once I found Marchesa and I went with this strategy, I was like, finally, I have a spot to put this in. And man, I mean, there's just so many, so many little things that you would never think. Uh, like Arcbound Reclaimer, remove a plus one, plus one counter from it, put a target artifact creature from your graveyard on top of your library. It's another modular creature that's providing me so much value. And I mean, one thing, when you're playing with stupid 1-1s one that don't really do much other than just put plus one, plus one counters on stuff, you kind of have to go more of a combo-y route. A uh, couple, I mean, there's so many combos in this deck. And most of the time, I don't even go for combos because most of them just kind of provide me enough value. But, I mean, draw Scorpion is a huge combo piece where it provides an untap of a target artifact. And that can be comboed with Steel Overseer, Car Clan Ironworks, and Pentavis to make infinite colorless mana and infinite power and mm. toughness on all creatures except Pentavis. <laughs> That's I mean, tough to interact with too. Yeah. And I mean the few I mean, I've there's been some times where I'd pull out my time sieve and I would just have enough modular creatures out and I would tap, sack the five, they would return, and I would just take infinite turns. But I, I usually don't go for that kind of route. My favorite thing to do is just smother the board with a ton of artifacts and then get a marionette master out and just start mass sack. And I, I mean, I would I would have marionette master out and do that same loop that I was talking about with uh, Solemn, and it would ding people for four damage per artifact. And it, I mean, it, it, it adds up quick. Marionette master is a very interesting card especially for black. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marionette Master is a 4 and 2 black human artificer. It's a 1-3. It has Fabricate 3, which is when this creature enters the battlefield, uh, put 3 plus and plus on counters on it, 
or create three one one colorless servo artifact creature tokens. And it has the ability whenever an artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to marionette master's power. So mm. a very interesting card for black that usually doesn't care about artifacts. Right. Um, where in this deck, like you said, with your sack loops. Dude, and putting one-one counters on stuff. That can get out of hand real just quick. Just laser beaming people. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Very powerful. So is that like your main win con is doing stuff like that? Or are you trying to actually attack? Or what's your what's your other main win cons? I mean, there's a few. I mean, for the most part, if, if I'm going to attack, it, it it's at a very... Because it's very, like, it's very fragile because a bunch of them are one-ones and... Mm-hmm. And don't really have like a ton of like, legal. like a fear factor of like yeah. swinging big. It's mainly yeah. you. You want to attack me? That's fine. I'll chump block, and, and all my creatures around. are going to come back <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. provide more plus one plus one counters. Uh, I mean, if I'm if I'm ever going to attack, it's going to come from like warm coil engine, mirror battle sphere, mm-hmm. like these right. bigger then cards. Value out of that attack yeah. with the with like mirror battle sphere and stuff. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, that's a big one. Uh, a couple other cards like Hanger Back Walker and cards that really can benefit from having plus one plus ones, those are in the deck just as like a storage facility for the plus one plus encounters when I don't gotcha. really need them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine, <coughs> the, stuff. imagine the game state where the Ozolith is out, drop a Hanger Back Walker. Ozolith has <laughs> some ridiculous amount of plus one counters from previous creatures and. Throw them all onto your hanger bag walker. Yeah, but like yeah. one thing you know, the to same note thing with the uh, the marionette master, just mm-hmm. put a crap ton of all those one ones on marionette master, and then just literally just one shot people. Yeah, sack one. Well, creature. especially with extruder. Yeah, I just stack those one counters yeah. on her, and then it just it yeah it gets nutty. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny when I, it's like oh one one stupid one one is now causing ten damage to your face. Yeah. When well, it's a cool interaction that isn't just blood artist or uh, falcon wrath aristocrat or falcon wrath noble rather mm-hmm. that just ping your opponents when creatures die because like yeah those are great bread effects like they're staples for right. aristocrats but you don't see any of them here because. You 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 need slots for artifacts. You need slots for modular. Mm-hmm. You need places mm-hmm. to like farm your counters, and um, it's it's cool that you're not sacrificing any of the quality, but you get all this butter with this really cool yeah. theme, a bunch of cool creatures that you never see, a bunch of cool interactions that you never get yeah. to play with. So. Yeah, and I mean one thing. I mean, in our artifact category, there's unwinding clock, and I mean that mainly is in here just for. Steel Overseer and just having mm-hmm. that ability of like being able to reuse mana because there's a few things that that need mana. Mm. Uh, but f- that's one of the reasons I kept it in the deck uh, was just for that ability to just continue to put plus one plus one counters on each person. And that's that's where if if I ever needed to get to combat, I would need some system like that. But yeah, yeah. My the big thing is just provide these loops of value that that get me to either a combo piece of the I mean there's like eight or nine different combo lines you can go. The rule was I I didn't want to have any lower than three card combos. Okay. Because I didn't I didn't want to just have a back and forth effect 
of like these two cards interact in an infinite way. I, that's why Micaeus is not in here with Triskelion. Like, yeah, that kind of thing doesn't really appeal to me. I think the most disgusting combo in the deck for the most part is mere battle sphere time sieve and seal overseer. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, mm, that's wow. the smallest uh, amount of cards in a combo. Yeah. And again, I mean, those are just cause when you're playing with dinky creatures and a weird niche uh, thing, you need a way to win the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you, and we'll, you'll hear us say this a lot. You need kind of inevitability in decks. You can't just be gathering value the whole game. Right. Because you could ramp, find all your lands, you know, dump a bunch of creatures on the board. But if all you're counting on is, oh, I just hope I swing and hit somebody to death, you're not going to have a really easy time. Right. You're just going to be searching the whole time to find nothing. Yeah, or just drawing yeah. cards and acquiring resources and, and then mm-hmm. until somebody combos off and wins. Yeah. And sim- similar to Marionette Master, I mean, Flare the Hate Bounds in here, it's not. It's not as effective when they're these tiny little creatures, but I mean, you're pinging people over and over, and it just it provides that ability to deal damage without having to just swing out and be, become completely invulnerable. Yeah, Flare the Hatebound's cool. Um, you want to read him off? Yeah. So Flare the Hatebound is five and a red. Uh, he has Undying. He says, whenever the Flare of the Hatebound or another creature enters the battlefield from your graveyard, that creature deals damage equal to its power to any target. So as the creatures continue to die and loop every time they come back in, they're coming from the graveyard, so it triggers Flare every time. And he just it's just a really... He is just essential in this kind of deck, especially with Undying. Mm, yeah. He will never die unless Marchesa is off the battlefield because... He'll die, get the plus one, plus one counter. He'll die mm-hmm. again. And then Marchesa, Marchesa will, will loop it. And right. then that loop continues. Well, yeah. and there's so many cards in here that I should just make that. It's just a tiny little combo, but man, so many that can cause a whole bunch of damage. Generally. Yeah. He's in here because cards like Worm Coil Engine, Mirror Battle Sphere, mm-hmm. when they die, they come back and they make. They more cause pe- six damage or four damage, and then mm-hmm. they are making tokens and value. Right. When it's nice, it's important to be able to point that damage at people's creatures or mm-hmm. people's commanders that right. can be problematic for you. Um, Flayer the Hatebound does that perfectly because otherwise you'd only be counting on just hitting someone's life total, where yeah. in some cases somebody could just gain way too much life for you to. Mm-hmm. Reasonably kill them in time, so Flayer kind of changes that that speed and the ability to yeah. start pinging off creatures. Yeah, when you have uh, like when Mirror Battlesphere comes in with Flayer on the battlefield, you got Mirror Battlesphere itself, and then four little mirrors. That's a it's nice to have that kind of like little one shot, so you can take care of some other creatures on the board that you may not right have like. There's not a whole bunch of like, there's no like exile. Yeah, stuff you're not in playing here, any so that's kind of your kind of a way to to get some removal. Yeah, it basically without. just turns all of those uh, sack sack outlet loops like we were saying into yeah spot removal, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Great card. Cool. Well, um, yeah. Uh, is there any last minute thoughts here on the anything you want to convey here for our listeners? I like value. 
<laughs> value is good. Very value good. I like. Good. I'm a dirtling player. I like. I like to just build an engine, get the value from it, see what happens, and hopefully win. But if not, well, and for an overarching theme, just as we said overall in the deck, um, having a way to make sure your resources endure is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Making sure. Not only that you're just protecting them in the form of like counter spells, like you had just a couple, um, but being able to ensure that they'll stick around, um, whether that just be through, you know, flat out recursion spells or the great effect that Marchesa has, which is the whole mm-hmm. bread and butter of the deck, right? Yeah. yeah. Just having that way to endure into the later games is very important. Yeah. And I guess one note. I have another creature in here, Glenelendril Archmage. She's three and a blue, flying, and you can pay a blue sack or counter target non-creature spell, and she has persist. I, at first, my overarching theme was artifact creatures with modular and abilities that I can use to loop and create value, but I just, with having such little interaction in the deck, I needed a way to have a card that I put out and I can basically, it's one of those things I put it out there. I'm like, good luck trying to get through now. It's a rattlesnake. Yeah. Right. And it was just, right. it was that card. I was like, I think I just have to have it in the deck because Marchesa abuses it so well. Mm. And it just provides me protection to where I can, I can stop anything that's going to completely ruin my strategy. Absolutely. That makes it so where somebody basically has to have two answers in one turn yep. versus one. Yep. Yeah, to, do get, you wanna, to get rid of it and do anything else to your board. And sometimes they might even need more because if I have extruder out, mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, you gotta you gotta sequence it correctly because if not, it's gonna mm-hmm. be tough. Do you want to, Chandler? Do you want to read off Glenelinger real quick? I, I already did. he just did. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. She also has persist. I don't think yeah. I said that. That's yeah. relevant. <laughs> Which, when she dies, so much to to put one one counters on that it's not mm-hmm. gonna. Uh, it's not a negative at all. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is probably my favorite deck I've made thus far. It it's really unique. It's cool. It's fun to play. It's unique. It's not a Marchesa deck that you're going to play very often. And it right. it was the first deck that I really poured a lot into, and it was a deck that I made during the pandemic. And it, yeah, I love it. It's a good deck. I probably will never sell it. <laughs> yeah, very cool. All right, well, uh, any last-minute thoughts here? I think that about wraps up this deck tech. If you'd like to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is to email us at bnbpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We are looking forward to hearing from any of your feedbacks, so um, greatly appreciate it ahead of time. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>